Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's our Christmas episode. Christmas! I wish I had the jingle bells that year I harassed you with them. That was the funniest. I love those <laughs> jingle bells. It's all it takes to make something Christmassy. Is just throw some jingle bells in. Slap some bells on it. <laughs> and there you go. Before we get to the Yuletide, Ooh. what is Yuletide? I don't know. There's a Yule log, which I'm sure everyone listening has a Yule log. I mean, it's omnipresent in every American household <laughs> still today, I'm sure. Oh, Yuletide is the Christmas season, Matt. Oh. Yuletide is another way of saying the period of time that follows Yule. <laughs> okay. Sure. Now we're in it. So let's find let's out. See, let's go. Yeah. The pagan celebration of the winter solstice, known oh. as Yule, was observed by ancient Germanic peoples for hundreds of years. Mm. So apparently, back in like 725 AD, mm-hmm. there was the first writing about it, and they kind of had this double month built around the winter solstice, daylight decreasing and then increasing. That's wild. Do we still talk about that? That Yuletide cheer. Yuletide cheer. Right? I mean, because yeah. yeah, Yuletide yeah. is used in songs. In a very, like, joyful, optimistic way. And we knew that, you know, the Christian celebration of Christmas, in terms of how it formed around the and existing... timing yeah, of it. Yep. Solstice and a lot of pagan holidays that get sort of morphed into mm-hmm. into things. I just think it's wild that we would still hang on to that word. That word, yeah. Yuletide kind of sounds like... Something an Alabama football fan with a lisp says. Yuletide! <laughs> you come for the music, and you don't find any, because we're going to talk about history. Not necessarily, because the Christmas album I selected this year is just an album full of Yuletide pagan chants. <laughs> so we're, we're good. That's great. <laughs> All right. That explains that goat you have near Yeah, you yeah. Well, I mean, poor guy. He, and the knife you're sharpening. So I brought all this plastic cover the furniture. Merry Christmas, man. <laughs> All right, so maybe not Yuletide. Holiday season. It's the holiday season. Yeah, this is our holiday episode, but it's not the last of our season, Matt. It is not. We've still got one more left this season. The ever-popular, much-anticipated listener's choice. That's right. And as always, we appreciate you, the Finest Work fans, for helping us pick the album uh, that we're going to talk about this season. You know, we've tried to mix it up each season with how we come to this listener's choice decision. This year, we tried to give a little love to the have-nots, those runner-up albums that didn't win. There were at least a couple second-place albums that actually we ended up doing eventually. Either they they ended up winning another listener's choice contest, Mm -hmm. or it was an album, frankly, we were going to do anyway. We are down to these four albums. Olivia Rodrigo, Sour, Mm -hmm. Leon Bridges, Coming Home, Mm -hmm. The Piano Man, Billy Joel's The Stranger, and then last but not least, Creed's Human Clay. I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> it's a fun part that we do. It's a fun part of how we interact with the fans. And, uh, and Matt, we've got some great fans, don't we? We have amazing fans. And you finest work fans are so generous with your time with us, with engaging on social media, sending us emails. You know, we, we love getting emails to us, uh, finestworksongs at gmail.com, especially this time of year. You know, the holidays can be hard. People have a lot on their minds and they'll... They need someone to reach out to. And we're here for you. We hope you'll reach out to us. Just like Lucilla Peter Brill did when she sent us an email as part of our Kenny Gmail segment. Lucilla was, I guess, really affected by our Connell's Fun and Games epipod a few years back, you know. Amazingly, she writes in Latin, which I thought was a dead language, but... 
Apparently not. Not wherever Lucilla lives. Regular Latin or pig Latin? No, this is regular Latin. Okay, got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But I, I threw it in the old you know, translation ma- machine. It's pretty deep. It says, but that which is most excellent and best in man, he has abandoned. But with the philosophers, he who has inquired about something is silent. For each is led by his own interest. Which I thought was pretty interesting because mm. we talked about with the Connell's Funny Games, sometimes the lyrics say something but don't really say anything at all. Right. And that's kind of how I feel like Lucilla's Latin translates to. It's like, oh, that's kind of deep, but I'm not really but sure not what it means. Super deep. Yeah, yeah. Not, but just kind of surface level deep. If you want it to apply, you can do it. You can do it. Do they still offer Latin in schools? I mean, regular public high schools? I don't think they do where my daughters go to school. I remember people taking Latin. But they wouldn't speak it, right? No, I don't think they would. Were there ever people who pretend to know how to speak it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right. you would think that some scholars like, I know it's dead, but I know how to speak it. I've deciphered it. I've, I've cracked the code. How did it die? Don't they think that it all sort of morphed into Italian and French and Spanish in yeah. some way? Does Lucilla have a website, Matt? She does not. Probably best. Yeah, it was probably best. Yeah, we love the emails. I don't know why we always get the accompanying website yeah do you do that like when you email people are you like hey have you ever been to cnn.com because i usually put a link to my other podcast oh. talking shit about matt <sighs> the award-winning trying, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> trying to build up that listenership you don't need to build yeah, this is the one that needs building up oh, right, not that right. one that one's doing just fine thank yeah. you very much <laughs> even though i'm not technically on that one i do like to think that my contributions to it have made it what it is closing <laughs> in on 200 God. episodes <laughs> A lot of times, in response to one of these, yeah. we usually have a three-parter <laughs> or so. <laughs> Part one, what he said. Part two, how he said it. Part three, what an idiot. <laughs> no, it's the holidays, so I want to be sure to let you know, Matt, how much I appreciate all the fodder you give us for talking yeah, to you about yeah, Matt. Yeah, You're so very welcome. <laughs> I mean, the guests you've had on there, too, have been yeah. amazing. The mayor. My wife. Your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, my kids. There's like a way your wife and kids. <laughs> and they came to you. Like they, <laughs> and they were like, we've got to be on here. Oh, so you listen to Finest Work Songs? No, I just, got, I just got things to say. I just got stuff I need to get off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are so very grateful to all of you Finest Work fans. And again, if you want to get an email to us you can send it to us at finestworksongs at gmail.com and maybe we'll read one of your emails in a future Kenny Gmail segment now it's time for share time and I am tonight walking in Memphis I was going to look for a uh, share Christmas song but you know I had such trouble all year finding a share song <laughs> yeah I mean, that's... and so I figured now that we've landed on share covering the goat yes the cone zone <laughs> We better stick with the theme. Yeah, stick with what works. But it is our Christmas version of Share Time. Yes. And Share Time is the chance we have to share with the listeners just yeah. something that we're that we're into. I want to give a shout out to listener Casey, who, as we talked about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade yep. and Cher's appearance, he sent me a note when Cher came on that he and his family were watching it, and he hit pause and turned to his kid and said, all right, kids, it's Share Time. <laughs> I don't know how that went down. That's I don't know great. what the response was. But a real live share time. With in the family. moment. Heat of the moment share time. Pausing it and being like, all right, let's share something. Anytime share comes on. <laughs> Way to go, Casey. Yeah, thank you, Casey. Yeah. Right. What is something holiday related that you want to share? Something that you and your family enjoy? 
we love every year around the holidays, getting in the car, going to the, the local cookout, getting milkshakes, even if it's really cold, and driving around and looking at Christmas lights on houses and stuff. I would be doing a disservice to people back home where I grew up if I didn't give a nod to the meadow lights. I don't know if you've ever heard of or been to see the meadow lights. I have not. So meadow is this little tiny community that for decades and decades does a pretty big light display. Every house in this little community does lights. Oh, wow. And people come from all around to go see it. You know, long before every little family farm started doing this, they had like a train ride through a light display and they've got a little general store that's I think really only open this time of year and they sell you know barrels of candy and hot chocolate and stuff like that. Wait, you said before every little farm starts doing a train? Seems like so many or just a tractor where they're pulling people. Yeah, tractor okay. and slides and all that kind of stuff. They were ahead of the game. Like they they've been mm-hmm. doing it for years. Again, it's just neighbors and families. There's no corporate element to it but it's just a really neat wholesome display of christmas cheer i was really hoping that you'd say that benson the other town next to you that has mule days yeah. that we often t- well i often talk about <laughs> <laughs> because i'm fascinated yeah, by right. a mule centered celebration that happens every year i was really hoping you say they light up the donkeys and just let them roam through the town the get it you get it <laughs> put saying hats on them that's what i would do man that would be amazing <laughs> what are those horror movies where the purge Oh, yeah, the birds. Like they let the donkeys run wild one night. <laughs> Anything goes. One night a year. Yeah, let them free. <laughs> but they're all dressed as like elves and everything. That sounds very Yuletide. That does sound very Yuletide. Yeah. <laughs> What's your share time for us this Yuletide season? My share time is actually related to the Christmas music that I want to share. Oh, okay. So I'm going to hold off and bring my share time back Ooh. a little bit later in the episode. Oh, I'm excited. But we're here today for Christmas music, Christmas albums, and listeners, we don't share ahead of time with one another the album that we're going to review. What album do you have for us today, man? I am doing Cher's new Christmas album. Shut I'm up. kidding. Oh, I'm gosh. Kidding. <laughs> I was like, man, he's getting me good. Zing! <laughs> This year's Christmas Epipod, I'm doing the new My Morning Jacket Christmas album. Happy holiday. Not happy holidays. Happy holiday, exclamation point. And it just came out last week as of the recording of this. You're picking something that something was released in this the past year. five years. <laughs> five I mean, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we bronze this epipod, commemorate this big moment? I had no idea about this. I'm excited to talk about this one. There are some great songs on here. There's sort of three buckets of songs on okay. this album. You've got some originals. You've got some covers of some Christmas standards. And then they've got what they call snowy versions of a couple of already existing My Morning Jacket songs. They slap some sleigh bells on Well, them. you would think so. And I thought about that, you know, because we, we joked last year about BTS doing a version of Butter, and it just has sleigh bells in yeah. it. It's like, that's the Christmas version. They do change up a couple of these songs a little differently. So let's start with the opening track, Feeling Sorry. That's it. Mm. Wishing that something would change. Feeling sorry for myself. 
it's easy this holiday season to get caught up in the hustle and bustle. And it's also, with all that, it can be a really stressful, deep, dark downtime for mm-hmm. lots of people. Yeah. And what I like about this album, and it really kicks off with this song, you know, feeling sorry for myself, wishing something could change. Why do the holidays always make me feel this way? You're not getting jingle bells. You're not getting yeah. rocking around the Christmas tree and all that. I mean, these are beautiful, sentimental, introspective songs, which is what you know you would expect from from my morning jacket. I love that artists have started to embrace this idea that like this can be a hard time of year. I think they really encapsulate that yeah. with the song. Yeah, it's again first listen, very my morning jacket. Yeah. But I love the horns coming in. The horns. I know you love a good saxophone. Man, in the right <laughs> in the right way. Yeah. Interesting that like it starts with, you know, he's saying wishing something would change. And then at the end the answer is, but it's me that's got to change. Yeah. It's a little bit like I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm asking him to change his ways. Make that change. Yeah. You're right that there's been an uptick in songs. You know, I'm thinking of Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Which surprise. Talking about how cold and dark mm-hmm. it is yeah right honestly you could make the case that all of phoebe bridger's songs are sad christmas songs <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's a good point it's helpful though to have people bring in voice to uh maybe some of the, the sadness that's what good art does speaking of good art the next song is a cover version of an old song that i'd never heard until about a year ago this time first time i heard the original version i thought this might be one of the greatest christmas songs ever written how have i not heard this song before my morning jacket covering the band's Christmas must be tonight. song you've never heard that song the either? band version and it's pretty straightforward i mean the band version is amazing as you would expect yeah uh rick danko sings it the thing with danko is his voice is always on the verge of cracking there are times where i'm like kind of wish someone else had sung that song but then there's times like a song like this where you're like he's the right guy to have sung that song and jim james does it pretty straightforward he's got such a great falsetto he's, he can hit those high notes and sing at that key yeah i'd never heard that song the band recorded it it was going to be on one album, then it got cut and ended up on a, another album that wasn't very good. Robbie Robertson wrote it. Actually, his version apparently is on the Scrooge soundtrack. What? Yeah. Here's what's on the Scrooge soundtrack. Put a little love in your heart. Oh, yeah. Painting Linux and Al Green. That's that, a good one. that was a hit. That was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. A Wonderful Life by Mark Lennon. Don't know that. John's half-brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lesser known. Making a cash grab on a <laughs> Sweetest Thing, New Voices of Freedom. 
Ooh, Get Up and Dance by Cool Mo D. Ooh. I used to love me some Cool Mo D. Did you? Oh, yeah. He had those killer sunglasses. He did have killer sunglasses. Wow. We Three Kings of Orient are Miles Davis, David Sanborn, Paul Schaefer. The Holy Trinity? <laughs> I just have a hard time seeing cool Miles Davis. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of like epic bitches brew era. He's got those fly sunglasses yep. and everything. And then there's Paul coming in and be like, <laughs> Miles! Well, smiling <laughs> while he's playing like some cheesy keyboard. So annoying, yeah. <laughs> I know Paul's a great musician, but yeah. what we know him from is being Letterman's little sidekick. <laughs> Matt, Brown Eyed Girl by Buster Poindexter. If you're bringing me Buster Poindexter, is there any other song but Hot, Hot, Hot? Also, does he exist outside of the 80s? Does he exist outside of the Scrooge soundtrack? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Christmas Must Be Denied by Robbie Roberts. That makes me feel better that you had never heard this song either. I learned a long time ago, it is an endless well. (laughs) Now, it's the band, so I'm surprised that I wasn't aware of that. It's just such a great song. The thing that jumps out at me with this song, again, you've got this song written by Robbie Robertson, who was part Jewish and part indigenous, Native American. Mm -hmm. The fact that someone with that background can write a song like this because it talks about Jesus? With the optimism and hope that it talks about Jesus. And it turns out we're not the only ones who weren't really super aware of the song. Because when I was reading into it a little bit, I forget which publication it was, was talking about how this is one of the most hidden Christmas song gems. But people just don't know it. This person wrote, If approached secularly, Christmas must be tonight can also speak larger truths about the promise of birth, that moment when a new world begins inside a child's eyes. Perhaps in the end, the song was sunk by that very complexity, by aspiring to more than the tiny simplicity of most holiday radio playlists could comfortably accommodate. Christmas radio plays slow songs. You don't hear as many implicitly songs about Jesus as much anymore. No. Second verse, you know, shepherd on the hillside where over my flock I bide on a cold winter night, a band of angels sing and a dream. I heard a voice say, fear not, come rejoice. It's the end of the beginning. Praise the newborn King. Well, I mean, he could read scripture, yeah, and write a song from it. I know. You're just saying, I'm just saying he like doesn't it. believe it. And so how did he do such a good job putting a song? Yeah, like, I mean, I believe it, and I couldn't write a song as well. I'm also not Robbie Robertson. Right. So I don't know. I find it remarkable. I appreciate that he's like, well, this is what y'all say it's about. So So, I'm going to take it and write it about that instead of like the, let's dance around and pretend it's about something else. Right. That's fair. That's a good song. There's kind of three buckets of songs on this album. And there's some other really good ones on this album, like a slow, jazzy version of I'll Be Home for Christmas, Please Come Home for Christmas, which I always hate when the Eagles do it. But My Morning Jacket actually does a good job. A couple songs with the head and the heart. But the other sort of bucket is their, quote, snowy versions of songs. The album ends, I think, appropriately with their snowy version of Wonderful. It's kind of a nice coda to the album because, like you said, you know, feeling sorry brings it back on himself. Like, you know, if I'm down this time of year, I've got to make the change myself. And Wonderful which is, I think, one of my favorite My Morning Jacket songs anyway, closes it out on this, like, 
it's kind of up to you to change your mindset and have a different perspective on things. So they do a, what they call their snowy version of wonderful. I love the picture Jim James paints with this of just thinking about better times ahead. It's this idea of changing your own perspective, finding that positive, happy place. And and it speaks of somewhat aspirational of like the next life, whatever that looks like. You know, he talks about, I'm going where there ain't no police. I'm going where there ain't no disease. I'm going where there ain't no need to escape from what is only spirits at ease. I don't know much about Jim James and his faith or religion or what he believes. I've read things where he has this higher power concept. Yeah. You can be cynical and go, here's another Christmas album from someone who's like Robbie Robertson, not a Christian and all this. But I think at a higher level, there, there's just something. You, this season can be oppressive to everybody. The stress and the trying to get to everything and keep up with everything. And no matter what your sort of belief and faith is, there is this idea of something better to come. This is also that season of year where, you know, we're on the cusp of a new year. And I mean, there's nothing in, in the lyrics to Wonderful about snow or holidays. I mean, it's it's not at all a Christmas song. Even this, quote, snowy version, it doesn't make me think Christmas. I think it's a nice bookend. Very good. The thing with My Morning Jacket, I'm not like the biggest My Morning Jacket fan. We talked recently about how men think about the Roman Empire. The similar thing to me is I often think about what bands could do cover versions of certain songs. Like mm-hmm. if I hear a song come on the radio, I'll think, gosh, who could do a really good version of the song? Eight times out of ten, it's my morning jacket because they can do so many different sounds. They do slowy jazz things on here and it works. They can do country. Live, they do cover songs. Like there's a, a live version of them doing All Night Long by Lionel Richie. And it's amazing. They've got just incredible range in the type of songs they can do that comes across on this album. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. His vocal approach does fit very much that sort of still winter night. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That sense. I try and close out every night with a little time by the tree of just reflection. Yeah. I'll read a little bit. I'll um, pray. I'll just kind of sit there nice. and hang out just to try and slow down. Yeah. Before you know it, you're taking the tree down. Yeah. And this feels like a great album for those yeah. moments. That's a, actually a very appropriate use of this album. It's a retrospective, reflective kind of album. So what do you have for us this Yuletide season? Today I want to talk about the album 
Merry Christmas to You by Joseph Washington Jr. This is a little bit of a departure from our approach of classic albums. I'm not making the case that this is a classic album. Sure. I'll say that up front. I'm making it a different case, and I'll get to it. Let me tell you about this album a little bit, Matt. I'm walking through, gosh, this is probably 2018. I was in Nice Price Records and Books. Mm-hmm. I was in the the mini one that was in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Listeners, Nice Price is a great used bookstore, but they also have used records. They have great new records, mm-hmm. really nice people. It's one of the best record stores I've ever been to. I think it was 2018. And this album was featured where the picture's up, they're playing it. And I just remember thinking like, this is so funky and fun. Like, what the heck is this, right? The picture on the album is who I thought was Joseph Washington. It's not. It's an African-American dude dressed as Santa. It doesn't look mall Santa. Right. It's a really nice Santa (laughs) outfit. He's got headphones on. And it just says, Merry Christmas to you. What initially drew me to this, I worked for a church every year. I oversaw the practice of Advent, the creative direction in that, and and a lot of the musical approach and everything. And I found this song. I was making the case for us playing this song in church. Very tongue-in-cheek because I was saying like, hey, this is what we're singing about, and this guy does it right, and this is Jesus' birthday. Yes. <laughs> Just over and That's over. That's it. Yeah. He has, no, he has some lyrics. Check this out. Can you imagine a kid born from a virgin mother? Now, can you imagine he's one of a kind and there's no other? <laughs> you ought to say, it's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> so it's a, a lot of his writing is very much like uh hey write what you see yeah right yeah there's a day in December oh, yeah. remember yeah, yeah. yes it is we call it Christmas brings remember back around yeah. He uses it twice. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen the church congregation like clapping yeah, along, try, trying to sing along yeah, to it. Yeah, introduce it seriously. <laughs> it feels borderline like an SNL skit at That's times. what I was going to say. Like, Even the music part, yeah. just 70s. Funk and soul. and Yeah. It's an album of originals. He released it and recorded it himself. He was not on a label. Okay. There's not a lot about him online. He grew up in the Bay Area, would go on the Soul Station every now and then. I think he had a few singles that were released, but this is the first album that he put out. I think he plays everything but drums. Okay. Let's see who played drums on this. So the drummer is only credited with this album. (laughs) It's like some friend of his. Guitar, only credited with this album. If you go on to Discogs, Matt, which you can find a lot about musicians and what they played on everything, Everyone who's played on this album has only played on this album. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He hung plaster, and 
put out another album in the later 80s, self-released. Someone re-released it in 2016, and then again in 2018. And so that was when I saw it, and they had the new cover. And yeah, it's just this odd album of originals that at times is really fun, at times feels like a joke. Yeah. At times is really good, but also, is this for real? Here's another song. Same approach as Jesus, and it's kind of like, write what you see, Joseph. (laughs) Yeah, you said that. And if you ever saw a reindeer like Rudolph, then you'd know why. Santa wanted him to go every Christmas break. Toys and ride. Santa always wanted Rudolph to go. There's no... Like, he doesn't get into the... You know, how difficult it is for Rudolph to get made fun of. Yeah, or, he's, he's been past that. Yeah, it's just... It's, hey. all, it's all utilitarian at this point. Yeah, it's like, if you saw Rudolph, you would know why Santa always wants him to go. Because he's got that nose. Yeah, and he sings it in past tense. <laughs> like it's history. <laughs> but like, this right here. The music is really good. Music's amazing. Yeah. The, I mean, the drumming is fantastic. Yeah. How did this guy not play on anything else? I don't know, man. Can someone be, at the same time, both one of the best musical songwriters <laughs> in the world and one of the worst lyricists? It feels like, remember that Wesley Willis? Do you remember that guy? I don't think so. He was, like, homeless, and he would, like, have a keyboard and just kind of, like, let me just yeah, play yeah. a little. Yeah. Um, Rock and Roll McDonald's is the one. McDonald's is a place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. Okay. It is a good place to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. <laughs> rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll. Is that Keenan Thompson? <laughs> Sounds like it does. McDonald's will make you fat. It's true. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. Wesley Wills, he had schizophrenia. Okay. He was institutionalized. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of challenges mentally, but he did this music. I think Kurt Cobain wore a t-shirt that said... Wesley Willis, I mean, he ended up becoming well-known and loved by all of these famous musicians, right? Yeah. Actually, Matt, here's another one that you're going to love. I'm not going to tell you the title, but it'll give it away. my nerves he was running me a mouth he ridiculed me calling me a bum i whooped bad i whooped bad i whooped bad i whooped bad i whooped this thing about Wesley Wills is that it makes you laugh, right? Right. And so if somebody tries to come and go, no, it's not funny. It's just brilliant. It's like, no, part of it is it got well-known because it was really funny. That's yeah. why these... I'm sure it got passed around. People, you got to listen to this. This is hilarious. Yeah, that's why Eddie Vedder and Henry Rollins and Mike D, you know, first heard it. They weren't just like, yeah, like with, oh, without a smile. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever heard since Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's an element of Joseph Washington that reminds me of oh, yeah. seeing what you see, right? So here's the next version of that. I'm going shopping, shopping, shopping around downtown. I'm going shopping, I'm going shopping, shopping, shopping around downtown. Every time Christmas comes around, yeah. it's time for shopping. It's time for shopping. Oh, yeah. It's time for shopping. <laughs> and I've got the Christmas tree. <laughs> Again, the music's amazing. He's good, man. He's a great bassist. That's so funny. Other songs on here are Let Me Hang My Mistletoe. Ooh. What You Gonna Bring Me? I mean, that's what I'm always asking. Yeah. <laughs> this time of year. And it closes out naturally, Matt, with New Year. So here's the thing. I don't want to listen to this whole album front to back. Yeah, right. I'm not going to go put that on and, and then go make dinner. To- Dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I'm making dinner. Like I said earlier, I'm not making the point that this is a classic album. Right. The point I'm making is that Christmas Now, it's all about the playlist. These songs are amazing on a playlist. Yeah. If you're walking through the mall and one of these songs comes on, it would make you go, what is this? Yeah. This is so fun. You're going to start kind of bopping and strutting a little bit yeah. when you hear this. He's and... right. Santa did choose Rudolph for a reason. He did. <laughs> I'm not interested in the schlocky stuff where people just went into the studio and threw something down. I'm interested in the sincere. Let's talk about that, Matt. Let's talk about for Christians who observe Christmas as what it is, the birth of Jesus, yep. the Savior. We've got new takes on songs, and we talked about that last year with the song Grace. Mm-hmm. There's something beyond what the holiday means that it's come to represent. Mm-hmm. And that's that feeling of family, nostalgia, warmth, togetherness, peace, yeah. goodwill toward men and everything. You got a song like this one called Why Can't It Be Christmas Time All Year? Who was that? That's Rosie Thomas. That's Rosie Thomas. Yeah, so that was another album that I considered where she's got this album of originals. Yeah, so I'm for it. So Mm -hmm. artists, 
the challenge is don't just go re-record an old classic unless you're going to kill it. Otherwise, it's been done and done and done. Sure. Go write some original songs about the holiday. They don't even have to be, you know, like Robbie Robertson and his Golden Messenger where you're writing about different takes on Jesus' birth. I love that. You love that, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Just write these fun Christmas songs. And the thing is, is that people talk about like, oh, it's not a classic. Everything started somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do we consider Stevie Wonder stuff classic now? There was yeah. a time when that came out and that was the newfangled stuff that the kids were listening to. Right. Keep writing new stuff. We alluded to it a little bit with Joseph Washington Jr. that some of it kind of sounds like an SNL skit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even that Horatio Sands and, yeah. and those guys doing that Christmas song. I don't care what your mama says. Christmas time is near. I don't care what your daddy says. That's not like kind of a classic to me. It's goofy and it's silly. Well, and then it was redone by uh, the dude from The Strokes. Oh, that's right. Casablanca. Yeah, so he took a joke. A joke. A skit. And it's catchy. And turned it into an actual song. Part of it is time and history are the ultimate deciders of whether something becomes classic or not. Yeah. When that skit first happened, I remember watching it and going, what is going on? So dumb. But every time it comes on, I stop and watch it. That's a Christmas classic now. And it was stupid and goofy and original. Write the songs about being sad at Christmas. We need those, like you said. Mm -hmm. We need more relationship songs, mm -hmm. like Sarah Watkins' The Holidays With You. There's so many angles that you can take. So that's my share time, Matt, is on our Finest Work Songs Spotify account. We have a new playlist, and it's just focused on originals. So take them, add them to your playlist. Like, I'm all about the classics, but man, there's so much more out there. Thanks again to all of you for everything this season stay tuned again as matt said for our listeners choice of a pod which is coming up soon and as always you can engage with us on social media whether it's instagram twitter x threads at finest work songs check out our facebook page and go to our website finestworksongs.com and you're listening to this now but be sure to tell your friends they can listen to finest work songs wherever they enjoy podcasts we'll see you all next time for our listeners choice until then let's go out on this what we think someday should be a classic. Well, well.
Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music. <laughs> 